0: We're clear for takeoff. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kings of the Heart podcast. My name is Tyreek Omari Walton, and I am joined by the one man, mover and shaker, Dr. John Hart, brother man. Dr. John Hart, how you feeling, man?
1: Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling blessed. Um, I'm always happy to be here with you, brother, my partner in crime. Outside of my wife. I love you, baby. And uh, uh, <laughs> But no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just blessed, man. We're here again. We're here to do another great topic for the people. Um, and, and and let's get it, brother. Let's man, get it. I just
0: want to say congratulations to my man, um, my brother, Dr. Hart. He is making some major moves on the career side. And, you know, if he wants to tell you more about it, he can. If you want to find out more about it, I know it's out there in the ether. You know, but my man is doing some big things. I'm very, very proud of you, brother. If nobody else tells you, I am proud of you.
1: Man, appreciate it, man. No, I mean, what Brother Rikas mentioned, and just uh, got, you know, was just given the title of associate director at the Vera Institute of Justice since first black man to hold the title um, doing big things first trying to black man. you know try, trying to break a lot of the systemic injustices the criminal justice system is putting out there and so I'm damn just right blessed. fight so, the power I mean exactly so I wear multiple hats he you know I, know I know the audience didn't know that but where brother wears multiple hats not so does only, brother Week
0: too No, not only is he a phenomenal therapist and clinician, but he is also the associate director of the Veer Institute. First black man to hold that title. Go ahead, man. Appreciate
1: it, brother. Very, Appreciate very, the love.
0: Very, very proud of you. Appreciate right. it, brother. So we are going to get into the topic of today. So you know, oftentimes when we come up with our topics, it's from the kind of conversations we carry with our cli- with our clients throughout the week, right? And for some reason, this week I found myself having a lot of conversations around the attachments we have. Now, we've talked about attachment theory on the podcast before, but this is a little bit different. This is more so from the standpoint of those beliefs that we hold on to that tend to cause us a lot of, um, of pain and distress, right? And so, I'll take it back a little bit. As you know, um, at, at the end of every podcast, we do what we call the noble truths. And I ain't going to lie. I kind of took that from the Buddhist principle of the four noble truths. Now the huh, the, huh. the ah, nah, you're just catching on to that huh Dr. Uh, John I'm so, just catching on <laughs> yeah
1: yeah brother well you well I mean you you're the one who's deep down into that stuff so I love hearing this stuff
0: brother So the four noble truths in Buddhism are um that life is suffering that's the first one the second mm-hmm. one right. is that the cause of the suffering is attachments that there is an end to the suffering by letting go of the attachments that's the third noble truth and the fourth noble truth is the method in order to break that attachment is through following the eightfold path, which is a whole nother section about Buddhism, which really gives you like the instructions on how to break those attachments. You know, so if you break if you want to break those attachments, which ultimately lead to your suffering, then you follow those eightfold path. But essentially, mm. the, the main point here is that when we think about a lot of the pain that we carry around from our past. A lot of the pain that we run into when we are in relationships with people, oftentimes is because we are attached to something that is not being fulfilled. And it usually causes some kind of distress, some kind of suffering, um, some kind of pain. And so we need to talk about how we begin to break those attachments, recognizing that you're going to have attachments. You know, there's no way around If you're going to live... Correct. In, in in this world, you're going to have attachments. But it's just the idea to understand that having those attachments will leave you vulnerable to some kind of disappointment, some kind of pain, some kind of suffering. You know, even, you know, when you're in marriage, you know, we're both married. And if anything were to happen to either one of our spouses, you know, we are attached to our spouses. If anything were to happen to them, then yeah, we would suffer some great deal of grief and, and loss. But Is worth it because of what we gain through being married. So, you know, you're not going to be able to get fully away from all attachments because that's really what, you know, feeds your life. But recognize there are a lot of unhealthy attachments that we maintain that continue to cause us some kind of trepidation, some kind of pain, some kind of suffering. And today we just want to talk about how do we begin to let some of those attachments go so we can actually live healthier lives and have healthier relationships what you what are your thoughts about the the idea of you know pain being caused by these attachments that we maintain
1: yeah I think it's a, I think it's a good it's a really good topic I think it's something that um not to get super philosophical I know you already took us there but I appreciate it it is a very existential big thought that mm-hmm. I think all of us talk about I think we even see it in social commentary we see it in self-help books we see um, in in tv and stuff like that right where it's that dualism of it it, one one example that comes to mind what you're talking about is that is it better to love and law and lose or to have never loved at all right like it's the same thing it's it's that duality of like we are attached We, we we are human beings if you look at us you know whether you believe it or not i mean like you know you look at this in terms of evolution you know you see animals right mm-hmm. and animals need connection and yeah. so we need connection mm-hmm. and so without those connections I, I think research even said you could die right yeah, I think, you I think right. yeah you, right. you can die like right. infants right right yeah. newborns right I mean like you, you see it and part of it also is like you even hear stories even anecdotally about um when you're in the latest stages of life and let's say one partner has passed to your point uh, in, a, in, a, in a partnership or or a marriage when one partner passes away and the other person's up there in, in age or 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 bad health it speeds it up yeah. right losing that partner that grief yeah. it speeds it up so there's actually research to really highlight like how critical attachments are okay. right but there's the other part that what you're bringing up that i think is important is like how do we manage them, even those that are very toxic or not as helpful for us exactly that is that is preventing us from true happiness, right, right. and so th- those are some of the quick thoughts that kind of came into my mind. It's a very interesting topic, brother. I yeah. mean like it's uh, it's and it's something that we do see in the therapy room
0: right oh, when you constantly, say constantly, constantly, and to kind of highlight your point about how important it is to have certain attachments, especially with relational attachments, I remember in Malcolm Gladwell's book. Um, I think it was outliers. You know, he starts off the beginning mm-hmm. of the book talking about there's this community of I think it's in Italy, this community of, um, of Italians or, or people, whatever, wherever it is that live, you know, very, a very, very long life. And when they studied them, you know, they were seeing if it's about their, you know, their diet, their exercise. And they realized their diet is no better than anybody else's. Their exercise regimen is no better than anybody else's and not getting any more sleep than anybody else. But the mm. thing that helped them to maintain longer, healthier lives is their community and their connection mm. to one another. They wow. actually fed that. And so having wow. those relational um, um, connections and attachments are necessary. They yep. actually help maintain your health. If you think about the kind of fellowship you have when you hang out with your friends or when you go to church, those are kind of things that really keep your, your spirit alive and your, your emotions, you know, balanced so without those, yeah, you will suffer in another way. But recognize we're talking more about those toxic, yeah, toxic attachments that tend yeah. that we tend to hold on to that continue to cause us a lot of pain. And yeah. so before we even get into examples of that, I want to kind of break down, you know, what attachments are. When, I, when you think about attachments, I want you to think about them from the standpoint of what are some of your desires? What are some of your cravings? What are some of your beliefs? Because those are the things that tend to, either lead you to suffering in some way or um, keep you trapped in an idea that you want to maintain even if it doesn't match your reality. Yeah. I say that from the standpoint of, just to give you an example, our diets. Mm. And if you think about, you know, okay, I want to lose weight. One of the reasons why people struggle with maintaining a, a good diet or, taking on a good diet is because of the t- the attachment they have to unhealthier foods. And so what's causing your, 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 your pain and your discomfort with the way that you look or the way that you feel around your diet is the fact that you are attached to foods that aren't necessarily healthy for you. So for those of you who can't give up the carbs, who can't <laughs> give up the sugars and everything, it's the attachment to, and yeah, those are, those can be um, biological and chemical Attachments. Yeah. Yeah. But recognize it is those it's those attachments that are actually making you struggle to let them go. You know, so that's physical. We think about um, emotional. You broke up with somebody or somebody broke up with you and right. now they're gone off living their lives and you can't let go. You're stalking yeah. the IG page. You're pulling yeah. up in front of the that, that crib when you think they might be home just so you can get a glimpse of them. You're doing all <laughs> these crazy behaviors because you can't let go of that person. Well, that's an attachment. That's an unhealthy attachment. You know, and one, one of the reasons why it's even attachment at all is because in your mind, you should still be together. That is yeah. your belief. You believe that you guys should still be together, and that's why it's so hard for you to let go because your belief is running up against your reality. The reality is they don't want to be with you no more, Mm. but in your mind, you're supposed to still be together. That Mm. is an attachment, Mm. right? So the idea Mm. is, okay, if that is what's causing me suffering, how do I let go of that attachment so that, that pain, that sense of loss, that grief that I keep running into is minimized? The intensity of it decreases. And again, it's not about always getting rid of the feeling. It's about making the feeling a little bit less intense. Yeah. So that you can live a healthier life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so well said. So what are some examples that you have of of that attachment or those attachments that we tend to have that tend to be kind of toxic?
1: Yeah. Um I I like I really like your one about because I think it's, it's common, we will all go through and we've all experienced it one way or another is the, you know, being attached in a relationship that is not healthy for you. Oh yeah. So the, so the idea of how do you let go, right? You've been with someone for years. Uh, it's finally come to an end. How mm-hmm. does one move on? Right. Some people end up revisiting it or some people want to hold on to it because it's better than being alone, right? Because right. that duality I was talking about earlier. I I I'd, I'd, I'd rather have this toxic relationship than to be by myself. Right.
0: And, Although and, you're and, still and, you know. suffering, you're suffering your way Correct. through it. Right. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct. And you know, like there's and there's so many different things. I also want to throw it out there because we are a marriage and family therapists. It's also family. Mm-hmm. Like family relationships can be very toxic. Yeah. Um, our attachment styles are actually grounded within our family of origin. Okay. Right. Yeah. Remember, like our, you know, to Brother Reek's point, our attachment styles are technically the different ways of interacting and behaving in relationships. Mm-hmm. And we develop them very early. Yep. We develop them very early, mainly with our caregivers, right? Your parents or whoever. Right. So that's the imprint. It's, it sets the blueprint of how you're going to show up in your relationships. Okay. And so that's why sometimes in folks who and it's not everyone, but that's why, you know, dysfunctional or unhealthy family relationships spill over to folks who become adults Mm -hmm. and they struggle in so many different ways. And so um, you know, there's all kinds of examples, God. There's oh, this codependent relationships. Talk yeah. about attachment. Oh, oh my God, codependent that's, that's relationships. That's like
0: the, the the highlight of what an attachment is. Yes, right, yes. right. And when the, you talk yes. about
1: an example, I mean, well, well. well I mean, I saw you lit up, Brother Rick. I mean, what comes to mind when I when I said codependent? Because <laughs> that's attachment, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, codependent
1: yeah. relationships. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's one of those things where you know, in a codependent relationship, neither one of you are. Functioning as individuals, and you're yeah. constantly, <laughs> you know, just basing what you're gonna do off of what your mate is doing or who your mate is, and that attachment is so unhealthy because it's not giving the opportunity to to live your own life. And now, yeah, yeah you're living in concert with somebody else, but your entire life is not supposed to be based around who they are and what you're doing together. You have to. It's, it's healthy to have your own sense of individualism, but codependent people don't tend to do that know no, so
1: yeah yeah co- codependency comes up um um there's 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 other attachment issues one of them is like abandonment right yeah. i mean like let's name that um because that is one of the four attachment styles right. big macro level attachment styles so right. folks who um you know cannot uh, um, who really struggle with being left alone or who struggle in relationships when they when their partner wants to go do their own thing mm-hmm. right right um and they just feel abandoned like it's this intense rush right of like you don't want to be with me and, right and that and it's that that that's despair you're actually blocking a healthy connection whereas they don't see it that way unfortunately and sadly right because, they in, see because it in your mind me.
0: because in your mind as a person who is going through that in your mind you believe that your mate is always supposed to be with you thank you you know, again, we're talking right. about beliefs. That's what—that's the core of what these attachments are. It's your beliefs, how you see the world, how you see things are supposed to work. You believe that you and your mate are supposed to be hand in hand, doing everything together. And so, when your mate wants to step out and do something else—not necessarily step out on you, but just go out and do something separate from you—take it, take it. You take it so it, it, it hurts
1: to a core, yeah, right? That sense that's of what we're talking about: abandonment, rejection. You know, right,
0: yeah. And and, and and again, intense feelings of abandonment.
1: That's what we're talking. Yeah, and that's why I said intense. It's yeah. an intense pain and hurt. Right, right. And 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 that is creating
0: a level of despair, I think, for both partners, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Because you know, now you're stressing your partner out because they just want to go out and do something on their own. But in your mind, that's not what relationships are. In your mind, you know, if unless you're working, all our time is supposed to be spent together. And that's not the case. But again, it's these beliefs. You have to challenge. If we're going to start talking about how, to, to, how to, to let those attachments go, you have to challenge your beliefs because it's your beliefs that keep getting in the way of having these healthier interactions. You Correct. believe that we need to be together all the time. That is not the reality. The reality of your relationship is your mate wants to go out. And even if you don't want to, your mate wants to go out and experience other things. Right.
1: I mean my my so you know this is a really good topic one of the things that come up for me is like how in your mind what are what are some signs or how can people be aware that what we're describing is actually happening to them or they're experiencing that with their partner what are some of these
0: things that stick out to you that we want to let the listeners know I think the the major sign which is just the easiest one to see is that anytime you are running into a a feeling of um, abandonment when you're running into a feeling of rejection when you're running into a feeling of any kind of hurt any of those negative feelings recognize that a lot of those negative feelings that you're experiencing are rooted in an attachment that you have to something you know and again it could be simple attachments you get into a car accident and your car is wrecked and you're you know you're you're hurt over the fact that you won't have your car anymore. Well, that's because you're attached to the idea of having a car. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, you're. Uh, Oh, another
1: good one. Pets. I have clients who literally when their pets are sick or their pet. I mean, we spend sessions. I mean, there's an attachment there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's
1: not just an animal. The people
0: say it's a family member. It is. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, again, that's a, a healthy attachment to have, but recognize when they pass on that Again, your belief is that they should still be here. You know, your hope is that they would still be here. But more than anything, you believe that they should still be living and being here with you, cuddled up on the couch with you, purring, you know, barking, whatever. But the reality is they're gone. And so here it is, again, your belief, your desires, your your wants, your cravings running up against your reality. The reality is they're gone, but you believe they should be here. That's what the attachment is, Mm -hmm. you know. There's one that I, I, I've been, I don't want to say struggling with, but one that I've kind of been developing when it comes to these clients that are dealing with infidelity and why it's so hard for people to forgive their mates. Why it's so hard for people to let go of um, the anger they have around their partner's infidelity and their are stepping out. And again, that's an attachment. And I'm going to break down why. Okay. In your mind, you believe that once you get married, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying this is the reality of it. Your mind, when you believe when you get married that your mate is never supposed to sleep with anybody else. They're never supposed to have sex or any kind of physical interaction in that manner with anybody well, that, else. Well, that, that that's an expectation, yeah. right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, expectations are attachments. <laughs> they are attachments. You are attaching your, your expectations to a particular outcome. And when that thing doesn't happen, you're disappointed. You're you're hurt. You're angry. Okay? So, yeah, expectations are a, a, a very major attachment. Again, not saying you shouldn't have them, but recognize it's that attachment that will leave you vulnerable to some kind of negative feeling later on. Mm-hmm. But, again, yeah. you know, when infidelity pops up, you're so, you know, destroyed because in your mind – Marriage is supposed to be about monogamy, and that's your belief. You know, it's supposed to be monogamous. Now your reality is running up against your belief. The reality is yeah. your mate is not monogamous. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're so, you're so attached to the idea of monogamy that once your mate starts doing something different, it hurts so much because you're realizing that your belief is not being presented in your relationship anymore. You know, that's where the disappointment comes from. That's where the, the anger comes from. That's where the rejection comes from. Because now you are thinking, okay, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? You know, all these questions start to surface because you're attached to the idea, the belief that monogamy is the only way that a relationship or a marriage is supposed to, um, a relationship should only have a monogamous, you know, interaction. Yeah. And so you're, you're attached to that. And again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't believe in monogamy, but recognize that it's the belief in monogamy that when your mate actually does step out on you and they are, you know, involved with somebody else, whether it's emotional or physical, it's your attachment to that belief that's actually causing you the pain. It's not just the actions of your mate, which is also painful in itself, but it's actually your attachments to the belief in monogamy. That's causing you that pain. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I, 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 that really resonates with me because to be honest, I, I, I've seen it over the years with couples who are married. And that's where I've had to confront them and say, um, you know, as, 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 as empathetically as possible, but just kind of reflect, you know, you know, it, 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 it seems like you're clearly aware that this relationship, this marriage is not just functional, it's quite toxic, right? Mm but i wonder is, is 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 the if the dissolution of this marriage is the bigger theme here mm-hmm. and not the actual person but that idea of being married right. and your and your commitment to it for a lifetime right right and the ending of it crushes that expectation and belief yeah. and you probably internalize that to really think that it reflects poorly on you. I've had those conversations, but that's why, like what you just said, I was like, that's why we're bringing it up. Like these things are real guys. Like there are, there are life concepts and aspects that we hold on to. And let's be real. They give us hope. Mm -hmm. They give us hope. Marriage gives us hope. You know, like you know, parenting, whatever, like it gives you can name whatever it is, it gives you hope. Monogamy, right? Reek brought up monogamy. Some people are like, yes, that gives me hope. I have my one person, my life partner, who's only exclusively to me. Right. And so when cheating and infidelity occurs, it like it's it's multiple layers are shattered. But that macro level idea of monogamy has now been crushed. Right.
0: Your belief has been challenged in order to maintain your relationship now, in order to maintain that that marriage. You have to now challenge your belief because not saying that you don't still hold your partner accountable for the promises that they made and the contract that they signed, but recognize that you have to challenge your belief about what it means to have a healthy relationship or to maintain a relationship. Because now if you want to keep, keep things going with your mate, then you have to recognize that that monogamous um, um, belief is now gone. Because your relationship will never be, it will never be monogamous again. Now, you may be able to maintain a sense of monogamy moving forward, but within your relationship, how you define your marriage, it will not be a monogamous marriage because that has been broken. Right. So, you have to let that belief go. Now, moving forward, you have to figure out how do I allow um, space for us to heal beyond the pain that I'm feeling? Well, it's part of letting go of that 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 attachment that you had to that dream of what your relationship was going to look like. You have to let that go. If you want to begin to heal, you have to let that that idea that you had of this perfect marriage go, cuz hey, it's yeah. not perfect anymore. It's not perfect. Yeah. Not in your eyes, it's not perfect. So you have to let that go. Let that attachment to that that idea, that belief, that dream. You have to let that go in order to move forward. Yeah.
1: And 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 it and it takes time, right? Because remember oh, yeah. Um use, using using a CBT word like some of these things are they're not just life concepts, but they're also values that mm. have that are yeah, that, that are this that are schemas in families. Right. right. So like some people are born in families where it's like, hey, like everybody in here is going to college. Like that's the value. Right. Education. Right. right. And, and so when you don't make it to college or you don't get into college or you fail out or you got to take time off now that that belief and expectation has been challenged. Yes. Right. And so part of what we do as marriage family therapists, like, how can we help you reorganize your life? Yes. But more, but more so, reorganize your thinking to allow you to move forward. Yes. When these challenges
0: happen, folks. Right. Challenges, challenges. You hear that word, right? Challenges. These are challenges. Your beliefs, your schemas, your expectations have all yeah. been challenged now. So you have to challenge them to recognize to be able to move in a, a new uh, direction. You have to, you have to, you have to begin to let those expectations go because if you, even if you maintain those expectations, I mean, you hear from, um, I can't remember who I was listening to the other day, but she was just saying how her, her, um, mother is still mad at her, even though she's had a very successful career, still mad at her for not completing her master's degree, yeah. you know, in her mind, like you were so close, you know, how could you, and she, you still bring it up 30 years later. Yeah, It's man. like, you have to let that go. Your expectation for your child was not met. And that's okay. Recognize they're still successful, they're still living out there living their life. They're doing well even though they did not meet your expectation. But you're so attached to that expectation, you don't even realize how that is interfering in the way that you're able to interact and relate with your child. Correct. So well how said. often do you see that happening where because you have this particular parents who, you know, disown their children when they come out the closet? You have this expectation, you have this belief, you have this attachment to the idea that your children will be heterosexual, that they will get into a quote-unquote normal traditional um, relationship and give you grandchildren. And so this is what you've always pictured for your child. And then it comes out that they are not heterosexual, they are living a lifestyle alternate to what you believe a lifestyle should be, Mm -hmm. and now you're kicking them out the house. You're, you know, um, isolating from the rest of the family. Now now you're ashamed of them. Why? Because you're attached to the belief that they're supposed to be something different than they are. Yeah. So how often do we allow those attachments of how we believe things are supposed to play out interfere with our connection with other people because we can't accept who they are? Mm. That's Mm. what attachments are. That's 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 real. Man. You know, we are yeah, we are fi- we are constantly running into these deep expectations that we have of of other people. And because they don't meet those expectations, we can't maintain a a healthy connection with them. That's when things really do begin to get toxic. Yeah, you know. So yeah. this is really about getting out of your own way by letting go of some of these desires and cravings and expectations that you have for other people.
1: Yeah, I, I, I and I think that's I think that's definitely well said because part of it is also um it, it takes a lot of courage and right? it, it, it takes a lot. It takes it takes a lot of courage to be able to uh acknowledge this is not right or the way I'm responding to this situation is not right. Mm-hmm. Um and, and 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 to not be fixated or stuck. Yes, yeah, stuck. Not to be fixated and stuck on some of the counterproductive um, aspects of it. So,
0: um, yeah. So, the, it, I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to say it's those attachments that keep you stuck. Yeah, yeah. Right? keeps right. Stuck.
1: It, and and this uh, this is not even not you know pun intended, but it it shows you like how everything plays together, right? It's mm-hmm. like being stuck, right? Like and and let's also say that. I think one of the healthiest things to think about when you're thinking about your, um, your attachment or your attachment style, or even whether you're in a relationship or not, I think or I always tell my clients like, let's figure out what your needs are. Right. Right. Start from like a needs cause we're humans and we have needs and our needs, um, you know, are a part of our life. They actually dictate our behavior and all that other stuff right so we gotta think about it and sometimes our job as marriage and family therapists is to help people to understand like well you're in a relationship right sometimes I gotta even go logical like forget forget the the uh, treatment model or forget the Mm -hmm. right but I'm like well logically you have a need for uh, you know physical touch and intimacy and it seems like you're you've been in a relationship for a while now where partner doesn't believe in it they don't want to do it they made it, they made it very clear. Um, I don't know how you're gonna get this need met, but <laughs> I but I but I see you, but I see you attached to this Goodbye person. Goodbye, monogamy. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, but but I but I see you you're attached to this person. I'm confused <laughs> because now you're about to be in a cycle of despair.
0: Mm-hmm
1: yes because you're 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 forcing this expectation and belief on them that's not right that's where we push for like okay i wonder if there's a compatibility issue here right right um i think i think it's one thing if the partner's like oh like you know i stru- i don't know how to do it but a compatibility issue if it's it's kind of weird if it's like well you know i don't i don't want to do it and so it's like okay your beliefs Are you going to just keep pushing that on the person? Are you going to keep pushing that expectation on the person? Right. Because it's going to make the relationship quite, quite difficult. Right. Because your expectation is I want physical intimacy or blah, 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 like as much. And they don't want that. So, you know, so why are you attached to this person or why are you attached to the relationship when it's not meeting your needs? Right. And so that's what I brought up earlier. I was like, you know, I wonder if sometimes like we struggle where our our we're so attached to and there's another way to look at it i wonder if we're so attached to our needs we create tunnel vision and it's hard for us to really fully understand we're in a toxic situation (laughs) or or in a situation that's actually not meeting my needs right right? Right. it's right that that square peg in a circle hole yeah make it fit right make make it fit i don't care like make it fit right but then the challenge right Where we're talking about is like that challenge where it's
0: not fitting why are you still trying to force it in right Right. And I want to take Mm -hmm. it from a different angle too. You know, when you talk about needs, I want to talk about basic needs. You know, you have to, you need to eat, right? You need to eat. You have to, you have to have food. You have to have nourishment in order for your body to be able to function normally. You don't need to eat junk food. that's a want, that's a desire. You know, you're attached to the idea of, I'm going to bring it up. Yo, I love pasta. Yo, I can't front. I love pasta. Love it. Love it, man. But I don't need to eat it. I want to. (laughs) I don't need to eat it. And so when I see the pasta and know that, okay, I can't, I'm not, I shouldn't be eating this because it's going to go right to my stomach and I don't want it to go there. And it's going to play other roles in my health that I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to suffer from later on. So I let it go. But that craving, it's a sense of suffering. I'm suffering because I can't eat that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm suffering from, that's that's a feeling of suffering that I'm experiencing. Um, But that's an attachment. I'm attached to, I don't need the pasta. I need food. I need nourishment, but I don't need that. And so it's the idea that I am attached to something that I want versus something I actually need. I, you need to have shelter. Do you need to have a 5,000 square foot home? No. But when you, can't afford the house that you want then you are in pain and suffering because you know you can't have what you want you, because you're, you're attached to that idea you believe in your mind that you deserve that that you should have that. Mm-hmm. that that should be a part of your life but in reality it's not something that that's not what you need you just need shelter you know yeah. and so we oftentimes um, conflate our needs and our wants when the reality, no point. what you no want point. is a thing that is actually causing you the most um, disturbance and disruption in, in how you function because you're attached, to, you're attached to the idea of that and it doesn't meet your reality. That 5,000 square foot home does not match your $50,000 a year job, okay? You, the two aren't going to meet. And yeah. so here you are constantly thinking about, okay, well, how can I make more money? How can I, what more can I do in order to be able to afford these things that I want? But you're attached to those ideas. You're attached to the belief that this is something that's going to somehow enhance your life. Maybe in some ways it will, in some ways it won't. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, that doesn't, you don't make enough money. The reality is, you don't make enough money to earn that. And so are yeah. you going to put yourself in a situation where, You are, your health is suffering because you're working so much overtime in order to make enough money to afford that home. Yeah. You know, because again, you're attached to that. So how, and how many different ways are you actually using your attachments as an excuse for doing things that are actually causing you more pain and suffering? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I I like that a lot because now you're, when you were talking, now you're bringing in a lot of, um, like, there's health health implications for that. Yeah. There, there's, there is,
0: man. I mean, stress. Mental, emotional, like, like, yeah, I, physical, I mean, yeah. It's, it's that's a
1: lot, what you just said. Right. Like, that's real.
0: Yeah, that stress that, you, that you're that you causing yourself because of what you're attached to, because of the cravings that you have. You know? Those are the things that you have to recognize are, are I don't want to say toxic, but are just unhealthy. Yeah. yeah you I know? know. Yeah. And so how yeah. do you begin to let those things go? Again, you have to challenge your beliefs recognize that what you believe and what you think should be aren't always going to be what is. You know, we we get into the the cognitive distortions. And one of the cognitive distortions we talk about often is shoulds and musts. We, Mm -hmm. in our minds, we believe things should be a particular way. But oftentimes they're not. And that's the thing that causes us so much um, 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 despair because we're attached to this, what should be. But what should be often isn't. And once you recognize that and you can let that go, you can change that expectation to hope. Because that right there is going to limit. When you have expectations, you're already setting yourself up for an intense feeling of disappointment when it doesn't work out the way that you expect it to. But when you can be hopeful with the understanding that it may not work out, but you're hoping that it will, that right there, yeah, you still may be disappointed, but it's going to decrease that intensity of disappointment. So now, instead of having those expectations and being stuck at an eight for disappointment, if you change your thinking and your belief structure to hope, now you may be at a three in terms of your level yeah. of disappointment. Yeah. You know, so it's really about yeah. challenging those things that you believe and how you approach things so that if they don't work out, and it's not negative thinking, but if they don't work out, the intensity of the negative emotion that will accompany that will not be as intense
1: yeah no that's real and that's why one of the things i always tell my like you know if you want to talk about like noble truths one of the things like i always tell my clients always and is that you should always leave room within your expectations for disappointment Mm -hmm. you should right And, and, and 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 i know it's like oh we we didn't we 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 It's not good to to say should, but I I do, especially in that part, because you're right, because if there's no room for disappointment or for failure or for coming up short, you're absolutely right, brother. The intense the intensity of your reaction to that is going to be quite unhealthy, It's going to be extreme. I mean, it's it's going to be appropriate for what happened the roof. That's why I would say never say never. Oh, I'll I'll never get a divorce. Right. You don't know that.
0: Right. You
1: know, how can you control that? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, like, you have to leave room. And I think some people and that's why, like, I even get on my clients, you know, they know who they are, who are like the perfectionists.
0: (laughs) You know, the people are the perfectionists. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, 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 like,
1: like, that'll have to be like another topic. But it's like, they struggle with because everything is like this belief, this expectation that got to be there, it's got to be like that. It got, And it's like, but where is the room? And you're technically far from perfect. And it's OK. But to them, it's not. That's what that's why like they that's why there's a lot of spazzing out. And I'm not being pejorative here and I'm, I'm not being mean, but I think they would even understand and, and agree. Like, that's why when things don't go their way. They're in, they're, I'm using it's intense, intense right? And it, and, it, and it's and it can be off putting to loved ones to be like, "Man, really?"
0: Right. It doesn't even really? match it doesn't even match the situation. Correct. It's not a Now we
1: have an issue
0: with emotional
1: response and right. regulation.
0: Exactly. You see how this stuff is tied, folks? Look at. I mean, I just have one example that I thought about from the other day. We had our grandchildren over the other day, and one of my grandsons um who's 8, he had a um a, a, a popsicle and he was going to open it up. He's standing over the garbage can like he should as he's opening it up so he doesn't make a mess, and he drops it in the trash can. And he instantly starts to to pout, and he's just about to start crying. He is so intensely mad. Why? Because he was attached to the idea that he was going to be able to eat that Popsicle. Now that's gone. (laughs) You know? And so the intensity of, but it's just a Popsicle. You just ate. You're not starving. You don't need the Popsicle. You really wanted it. But now that that popsicle is gone into the trash because you accidentally dropped it because you weren't being careful, now (laughs) that attachment to that desire that you have was so intense that the only reaction you can have is going to be intense. And so recognize if you want to be able to, and I guess this starts getting to our noble truths, this will be my noble truth. If you want to decrease the intensity of your reactions to things, you have to begin to challenge your belief around what those things should be because again what should be often will not be I think moon man the guy used to do the radio show with years ago used to say that all the time what what should be often is not and so you have to let go of the idea that things have to be a particular way otherwise you're always going to leave yourself open for very intense reactions of disappointment or whatever negative emotion you're going to have so you have to, again, challenge those beliefs and recognize there's a different way that you can approach this, a different perspective you can take that will not leave you as vulnerable to that disappointment. You have to let go of that attachment to what that idea is in your own head. Cause only in your head, it doesn't resist in, in re, any, any reality. It's just in your head. Once you can begin to let go of some of those attachments and some of those beliefs and some of those ideas about how things should be, oh, you'll be able to live much more free with whatever does happen yeah you know so that's that's my noble truth for this week dr john what's your noble truth yeah
1: like i said i mean i think it's in alignment with yours i i i I know it's hard but just leave space and room for disappointment or for coming up short with whatever idea or situation it is um it it helps and i and i agree what i'm not posing is not negative thinking i'm not saying like be pessimistic right no you know that's actually what i'm saying but but I think we should actually be more realistic yeah. around the idea, to your point, that whatever expectations and beliefs you have, start from the standpoint that it's yours. And if you can understand that it's yours, it allows you to interact with other people better. Right. So that way you're not imposing it. And even for those who share, let me let me also say too, be careful, guys, because even though you can come across people who may share your belief, I love what Brother Reek was alluding to, they could also they could they could share your belief but also see it from a different perspective.
0: Right. Leave room for that. Or not live up to the expectation. Look, at, People correct. cheat. People yeah. cheat. That's reality. We deal yeah. with it every day. There are millions of movies and TV shows and songs about people cheating. People are doing it all over the place. Yeah. Not saying yeah. that you shouldn't be hurt when it happens to you, but recognize this is reality. The access that people have to other people is is limitless. Yeah, especially yeah. today. And so people are going to cheat. So the expectation that you have that your marriage will be maintained in this particular way, the sense of perfection that you have is not realistic. Now, I'm not saying that you go out there and start being pessimistic about your relationship, you know, falling under no. under that, that, that idea of or the action of infidelity. Yeah. But no, recognize yeah, that, yeah. hey, that's a reality for a lot of people and you know they are still able to maintain a, a semblance of a healthy relationship beyond the cheating no, that's so. true
1: that's true it's all uh, about being flexible being Yeah,
0: flexible man gotta do it gotta do yeah. it alright guys so that's gonna be it for us this week hopefully you can take something away from this You know, as you can see, we're saying we're a little passionate about this because this is something that we run into with our clients all of the time, all the time, all the time. So, anyway, Doctor John, let the people know where they can find out more about what you got going on because you got too many good things going on—not too many things, the perfect amount of good things going on, man. Please tell them where they can find more about you. Yeah, no, you can—you
1: can find me at www.kingsoftheheart.com. Come check us out; we're doing really great work. Um, There's a lot of opportunities coming our way, so we're excited about that. RCCMaryland.com as well. You looking for therapy consultation anything like that? You know, come check out, see what's going on. What about the work?
0: What the work? They can find out about you know that you're doing with the Vera Institute?
1: Yeah, like go to go to you know go to um, Vera.org www.vera.org You can type in Doctor John Hart. Um, you know, my work will pop up, and and all the work that I'm involved in. Right. Um, there's also a lot of Associated Press articles out there with me already quoting me. So it feels man. pretty good. There's a lot yo, more to come, man.
0: My partner is a man, yo. I am proud of this brother right here, man. So much growth in such a short period of time, man. And you're all deserving of it, man. All the work that you're doing, yo. Phenomenal work, man. Like I said, I am mm-hmm. very, very proud of you, bro. Appreciate it, man. Where can, where can we find you? You got a lot going on too. I mean, I, like I, I mean nothing. Like, I mean, it's, it's just like you know kingsoftheheart.com and you know viewsandvibes.com tarikomariwalton.com and of course you can find us on all of the different streaming platforms that's where our podcast yes. is yes. and you can find us individually on the different social media platforms as well we are anywhere you look you type in John Hart you type in Tariq walton you will find us you can connect with us and you know be part of our world and we love having you in our world anyway dr john great to see you brother man always brother and listeners i hope you guys have a phenomenal week you guys take care now peace